0: Yeah, I told them this morning, I said, I go all over and I'm going to tell everybody about you guys. <laughs> oh, I please yeah. don't do that. You can't have me here uh, all night. Uh, I said, isn't it a bed and breakfast? That's yeah. what it feels like. It. Yeah. get up every morning, coffee's made for me and bagels with oh, lots of wow. other. Wow. So, oh. wow. I just have been treated special and I appreciate that and I thank you for Ryan, who's kind of been my... He's been running me around, and what a great family, and thanks for Josh, and, and uh, you guys have just been wonderful. And I want to thank uh, the Allens personally, uh, not just for for having me here, I do appreciate you for that, but just for your life, your work, and your ministry. Amen. Amen. Because back in 2003 and 2004, when um, a lot of people were getting out, like me, they stuck. Amen. Right? And they, they stayed, and they right. calmly handled the crisis, and that's why yeah. this is such a, a beautiful and wonderful and a secure yeah. and a humble church because of their commitment to Thank God you. and their humility. Yeah. I know you appreciate them, and I, I hope that you continue to. Yes. Um, today, I was moved. By that video presentation, and and, uh, and it's just uh, today brings up so many feelings. Thanks. And uh, I asked Jimmy kind of what what he would like for me to talk about. I told him what God has put on my heart, and courage and compassion is what God has been speaking to me about as I've looked forward uh, to this day, and and really the way the world is is thinking about this day. The world changed on that day. Mm -hmm. 17 minutes changed the world. true. From 846, when the first tower was hit, to 903, when the second, and everything that happened since then, the world will never be the same. 17 minutes changed the world. 17 minutes changed a nation. You know that when Dr. King stood in front of the mall with Abraham Lincoln behind him and a few hundred thousand people wow. hoping that he would say something significant. Wow. Mm. He spoke for 17 minutes. Wow. Wow. Now as a preacher, <laughs> if they told you you've got 17 oh, minutes, <laughs> that would make you a little nervous because yeah. it'd mean like, man, I can't really I gotta have some time, you know. So, developed 17 minutes changed a nation that's true and he spoke in a way and not just chose the words and put them together and eloquently but his voice rang and it built and it built and it built until he had to finish i mean when he said his final amen there was just the whole country right woke up 17 minutes change your life, that's a priest being carried out of towers, a priest. That changed my life, because I looked at my life, and this was right before I started to to really, I was in burnout, and I watched these men of other faiths and other beliefs going into burning buildings to help people. And it challenged me. Yeah. And I said, Man, I might have the right doctor. Mm-hmm. What about my life? Right. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. What am I willing mm-hmm. to do? Because right. I saw true courage. Yeah. Yeah. People that maybe don't see things the same way. And compassion. What if the world <laughs> would see things like little children? Wow. A little Arab boy and a little Jewish boy, arm in arm is they don't have doctrinal differences yet. Because they'll learn those from grown-ups. Compassion is when when I feel your pain and I walk a mile in your shoes Hmm. and I say, for a moment I want to consider what life might be like for you. Wouldn't the world come together? And wasn't that what Dr. King was trying to do? Was saying, White America, imagine what it's like for a black man to tell my kids we can't stay in this motel. Mm -hmm. Why, Daddy? He was trying to get us to put ourselves in their shoes. Mm -hmm. He changed my life. Mm -hmm. We get courage and compassion together. And there's a divine power When I've got a courage that says I will go to a place that scares me a bit, challenges me a bit, stretches me a bit. Because I feel the other man's pain. Because I, I imagine, I can just imagine what that must be like for them. I'm willing to go and put myself in harm's way or just give up some comfort. Compassion means I'm suffering with you courage and compassion together, and there's a power that hides inside of every one of us. Some say, man, I just, I don't have that kind of courage. It's in there. Ask a mother who sees their child in danger. There's a courage that you might not know exists until the child's in danger. Hmm. See, a husband who has seen his wife disrespected, oh, he'll find some courage. Right? Right? See a gang member That's willing to lay down his life For his homeboy And you'll find courage Because man we're brothers I'll die for him Even if we're doing crime together Mm. And you find out that there's courage inside of you That you might not know you have But you can't find it in your living room And you know what else you can't find it in here. Wow. No. You don't have to be very courageous to be in here. This is safe and this is awesome. This is where we come together and say, "You're awesome, I'm awesome, he's awesome." Now let's go out there where it's scary and let's do something. Oh my. Courage and compassion. Compassion lives in there, but compassion—we have it for one another—but it's not aroused necessarily in here. Mm. Right. Because out there is where we find it. 17 minutes to change your life. Wow, these are your brothers. Wow, <laughs> some of you are like, excuse me. <laughs> do, can can we do? Have we had a meeting on this? <laughs> we need to bring this up at a leadership council. <laughs> can we baptize? Yeah, this a baptized disciples. All right. All right, come on. And I want to remind you as I ask you to turn to Matthew chapter nine. Let's come go. On. bro. The patriarchs. The ones that we hold up as the fathers of our faith and the great champions of God's love. I would ask you if you'd agree with me. Abraham, yes. Moses, David, Elijah. Jesus is in a circle of one. Paul and Peter. Fair enough? Right. And we would not argue that. Of course, man. Moses, David, Paul murderers, all three. Wow. Moses was not supposed to kill that Egyptian. Right. He did with his bare hands. Mm. Yeah. David, he put a hit out on a man right. to cover up his sin of adultery. Right. You get the feeling reading the Bible that he even enjoyed killing at times in his life. Mm. But now he gets a free pass because he's a man after God's own heart. Today, killers, and I don't say that about these guys necessarily. I don't want you to have to struggle with what did they do. What they did is they loved God. And they were They were baptized for the fruitiness of their sins. Paul, today he would be labeled a terrorist. Because he was killing, in the name of religion, killing Christians. What do we call that in today's world? A terrorist. He was a terrorist, and now he's a champion. I know I'm challenging some of y'all to but think differently. Because in their day, there were victims, and there were families of victims in their day. Uriah was a husband that David killed to congregations that had families of his victims. Why do you think they would not allow him in the fellowship yep. until Barnabas said, man, I'm vouching for him. He's my boy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right.